on today's show, how does it sound to work less while making more money? Of course, it sounds fantastic, but actually making it happen is much more complicated, and that's where I find today's call-in guest, Diana. She's been freelancing for almost a year and has begun asking herself, what's next? Diana left her corporate job to pursue freedom through freelancing, and now a year later she's ready to dial it up and free up even more time to be with her three boys while still bringing in the revenue her family needs. If you're ready to work less while making more, then stay tuned to this episode of Freelance to Founder. Here we go. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. Clay and I have both been there, barely making ends meet as a freelancer, knowing there has to be more. But since then, we've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. And now it's your turn. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey. I'm not sure I would even be thinking about pushing this forward as much as I am if it weren't for YouTube. This has been really helpful and I, I think a good mindset shift for me. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Discovering that I'm a founder instead of freelancer has been amazing for me. If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us. You can call in yourself by visiting freelance2founder.com. We can't wait to chat with you. We'll be back with today's caller after this. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co and this is the part where I normally say that joining me on the air today as always is Clay Mosley, but unfortunately Clay uh, is ill today and uh, is not able to join us on the show, but I am joined here by my new friend Diana calling from California. Hey Diana. Hi. Welcome to the show. Excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
Yeah, absolutely. Let's um we'll we'll wish Clay the best and maybe you can come on another day and chat also with him, but uh we're going to move forward to today's episode. Thank and thankful that you're willing to do that for for me and for the listeners and uh hopefully it'll be a good call for you as well. Why don't you start off by telling the listeners, telling me a little bit about your business, what you're working on? Sure. So, yeah, my name is Diana Lunzer and my background really is in brand marketing. I spent over a decade in the premium appliance industry and uh, just about actually a year. I'm hitting my freelance anniversary one year in February. Um, Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, It's exciting. I left my corporate marketing job last February um, after I had my third child. I have three young boys. Oh, wow. And yeah. And uh, really when I returned to work after maternity leave, after my third child, I really, really needed more flexibility with my schedule. And I just wasn't happy in my role anymore there. And just the structure that comes with a nine to five corporate role. It's a large, it was a large global business. So um, lots of red tape and things like that. And so this was the first time ever that I really had this fire inside of me to create something that I desperately wanted. And it turned out to Mm. be, you know, freelance marketing. So I took my experience in marketing and I've really transformed it and built this business over the last year where I'm uh, offering entrepreneurs help to really grow their audience impact and their revenue. Um, And through that process uh, of serving them through digital marketing, I also have realized that I have this passion for systems and creating systems and automation Mm. in business. Um, So I'm just kind of recently, the last few months, I've, I've layered that into my offering. And that's something maybe we can chat through a little bit more. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at today. I love it. And who, who would you say then? So, so you said your, your clients are mostly like, are they solopreneurs or like small businesses or, or say more about yep. that if you would? Yeah. 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 So I would say, um, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, either with a small team, maybe they use a couple freelancers already, um, coaches, authors, co- mm. even just content creators. Um, I'm looking to niche down into, the motherhood products and services space. So think like maternity through postpartum. Mm. Um, that's where you know m- one of my clients sits and I've had a few other ones in that space. I do really love that and I'm passionate about it. So I'm thinking of niching down into that space right now. But honestly, I'm, I'm a bit of a marketing generalist and I have so far served appliance brands because that was my background and I got a couple of <laughs> clients in that space after I left my job. But then also um, it's been quite a range of, of uh, industry types. So working on kind of niching down right now, that's sort of where I'm at. I love it. Yeah, I, I was yeah. dying to ask you what a, was it, uh, you said premium appliances? Like, yeah, I used to work for Bosch. So okay. just really high end, <laughs> okay, high end yeah. appliances. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Great. Well, I love, I love a couple things about this. You know, I love that you're coming up on your one year anniversary of freelancing. That's a huge deal to have made it that far, right? And, and, uh, and from, from the sounds of it to still want to keep going, uh, and still move forward and grow. And so I think you're at a great spot right now. Um, you know, listeners of the show know that at, when you, when you come on the show, like Diana's joined me today and we'd love to have you join us. Normally Clay is here with us, obviously. And, um, if you want to jump on a call as well, we can chat about your business, maybe give you another pair of eyes to look at some of the problems you're facing. Just visit freelance2founder.com and then you scroll to the bottom of the page. There's a little sign-up form. Diana, you filled that out and um, you put that on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a freelancer, 10 being a founder, your 
currently at a one, but in the next year or so, you'd like to be more at a three. What what would that look like in your business? If you were moving up that scale, like what's sort of a, a perfect world scenario about a year from now in, in your business? Sure. Um, I think in the simplest way, I want to grow my revenue, but I want to work less. I had a really great year last year. Revenue wise, I was able to make up my full-time income freelancing, which was awesome. Yeah, that's a big Um, deal. Yeah, it was huge. But I also felt very burnt out for a handful of months there. My client load was super heavy and Mm. it's just me by myself. So I could see, you know, a three to me is maybe by the end of this year is um, growing my revenue in like a really strategic way and diversifying my income streams, maybe some digital products so that not everything is you know, retainer based client work. Mm. Um, and for me, I would love to bring in, if we're going to start talk numbers, just to be really specific, I would love to be able to bring in, you know, 150 to 200 K in top line revenue. Um, and I want to work like 20 hours a week. And I know that's mm. not going to happen over overnight. <laughs> I'm working, you know, full time really right now. I'm fully invested in my business right now, but I would love to be able to scale back a little bit, um, d- by the end of this year and into next year. So. I love that you're thinking about it that way because it can be so easy to um, quit a job, start a business, especially if it's a service-based business like freelancing, mm-hmm. and realize a year later, oh, I've just built myself another job, right? It's This yeah. is no different and maybe even more stressful and less time. I, instead mm-hmm. of working 40 hours a week, I might be working 50 hours a week. And instead of reporting to one boss, I'm reporting to 10 clients and like, you start to go, huh, what, where, where did I go wrong? This sounded like such a good idea. Um, and yeah. so I love that you're thinking now, okay, what's the next step? How, bef- before I'm so trapped in that position, how do I start sort of broadening my vision and saying like, what, what's next so that I can work a little bit less, make a little bit more money. Um, so, so I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. So where where do you find that you're experiencing maybe some hangups or some some things I could help you look at from a different angle today? What are you finding are some hurdles that you maybe see right in front of you or maybe down the road as you go toward that that ideal scenario a year from now? Yeah, I would say um, I think the biggest hurdle right now I'm working through is refining my product offering. And I know you guys talk about productizing your services, and I've struggled with that a lot so far since I feel that I'm a marketing Mm. generalist. I have a lot of experience in marketing in a lot of different areas. I love different things. So I found it really hard to not only like niche down to an industry and specialize, but also like niche down and productize my services. Um, So I'm working on that right now, really trying to figure out that intersection of what do I really like to do? Like what fills me with purpose and joy? What am I good at? Where's my skill set? And how can I provide the most value and ultimately charge the most so that I can not be working every hour of every day? (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I think that's probably like the biggest area I need help with. I'm working on it. I'm like going in the right direction, but I would love to um, get your perspective on really productizing my services more. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so of all the, so you say you're a marketing generalist. I can empathize with that. Um, I'm very, very similar that way. Clay is the same. And, and so we, you know, we've talked a fair amount about this off, off the podcast, on the podcast, this idea of like, you know, 
you you can do it all. And I know in your survey, you put like, well, it's hard when someone asks me, can you make mm-hmm. a website for me? It's like, well, yeah, I can. So yeah. am I going to turn down this money, right? So I guess, yeah. wh- where are you at currently with, with your offering? You know, you're a generalist, but but you... You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Maybe don't, just from your survey, it sounds like maybe you don't love doing websites as much. What do you enjoy doing and and what kind of work? Aside from, we talked about your niche audience, but let's talk about Mm -hmm. what kind of work you want to be doing. Sure. So here's where I'm at services wide wise, I should say, I have broken it down into two pillars. So it's really, I view it as digital marketing services, and that can be structured either as a retainer. I have one client that's just on an ongoing retainer, um, Mm. or I'm testing out VIP days. So I have a VIP day client next week, which I'm testing out. I'm really excited about that structure of how that works. So is that like, Um, that's like one day? One day intensive. Yeah. Very so cool. there's a bit of pre, a little bit of pre-work and there's a kickoff call, but then it's really one day I'm fully invested in that client's business. And like for this client, for example, next week, I'm going to be setting up um, social chatbot funnels for her using a third party tool. Um, so at the end of the day, she'll have, I think we said, you know, five to 10 chat funnels will be fully built out and ready to publish at the end of the day. Um, which is really exciting. Yeah. So it'll be like all the copywriting, the strategy behind it. And then sometimes you can do some creative design as well, um, in with the, the, the automation flow. So that's one example of, you know, what a digital marketing service under that umbrella would look like. 
Um, I have another client and this is another service I would, you know, I'd love to continue offering is more on a retainer base and ongoing basis, but content marketing. So creating a content marketing strategy, mm-hmm. the measurement of that, like a KPI dashboard, identifying what KPIs we should track, what, you know, what are based on your goals and then really creating the system for that, the, the tracker so that they can easily see progress. I know you guys were talking, I think you and Clay were talking last week about a KPI tracker and knowing like, okay, what marketing initiatives are in the red or in the orange or in the are, are green and mm-hmm, what do I need mm-hmm. to stop doing? So things in that nature, I love that type of thing. Um, but I, and then copywriting and copywriting their social posts and emails and blogs and creating a system around the content machine in Notion is another area that I really have gotten passionate about. And that's sort of this other umbrella. So I've got one pillar of services, which is digital marketing, and that's really where my experience lies. And then this new pillar for me, which I'm, I've called Streamline Systems, is that, and that it's really helping entrepreneurs establish and create these systems within their business so that they can automate things and move through things more efficiently. They can onboard and bring on new hires without, you know, basically writing their process in SOPs, creating Notion workspaces so that teams can collaborate more efficiently together things like that. So this second uh, streamlined systems pillar of my business services is a newer to me, but it's really where my passion lies. Um, And I'm I'm really excited about it. So I'm still figuring out what that looks like. And, you know, VIP days or retainer. And I'd also like to launch digital products. That's like my my next one. I'd love to teach um, through digital courses and things like that. So those are the, the three, two main umbrellas and then a digital course somewhere in there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so there's a lot happening here, which I love. And, and I'm, I, um, I wish, and I, and I, well, I just wish Clay were here today. He's actually doing something very similar in his business where he does, um, like an automation. It's, it's basically like setting up your sales funnel on autopilot. So he sets, he like helps his clients set up this whole process that they, it takes a lot of time and effort at the front, but then for years it's going to run on autopilot and generate them leads and customers. And so um, we may have to have you guys back or have him back, have you back on the show and and, uh, compare notes on those two different processes just um, for, because I think, you know, there, there would be something interesting to learn from those two processes that you both set up for your clients something the rest of us could learn about just some of the marketing that we do, or, yeah. you know, we could hire you or hire clay to do it as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but, but let's talk a little bit about then your offering. So, you know, this, this idea of moving more into selling this, this retainer kind of building us, building a system, but ongoing. Right. And, and, uh, I guess like what, what's this really succinct way to, to describe what that is. If you were to, if a client was to say like, well, what do you offer, right? What's your offering? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How would you succinctly put it so that I'm not stumbling over trying to explain it? Oh, no problem. So this is how I've been saying it in like a one sentence. So I help entrepreneurs grow their audience impact and revenue with digital marketing and streamlined systems. Cool. Very succinct. I love it. Yeah. And so as you've, as you've been selling that idea of like, I'll come in, I'll build a system uh, build processes for you. And, um, and maybe, you know, next level would be like, I'll, I'll also do all the copywriting, all the actual frontline marketing stuff for you. How has that been received? And, and do you feel like it's been received like you want it to be? Or, um, or has there been pushback? Or yeah, I would, I would say I've only really been pitching my digital marketing services so far this, okay, um, okay. 
systems is a fairly new thing over the last few months that I've really realized like I love doing this stuff. I love building out these custom notion mm. workspaces and yeah, I, yeah. I love setting up these automations. I'm, I have a passion for it and I'm really good at it. And so I, this is a new thing. So I haven't really pitched this too much. Um, like I said, I have a VIP day next week to do the social automation. So that's really like the first, um, besides what I do in my retainer for my clients, my first like one-off VIP day under this building out a system. So I think what I, one of my hypotheses around this sys- building systems for entrepreneurs is they don't know what the solution is that they need. And so I don't think that messaging and positioning myself as, you know, a notion consultant, for example, right? right. Notion is a productivity tool and that's one that I really love using, but like messaging and positioning myself as a notion consultant probably isn't the best approach because they probably don't even know what notion is. Right. You know, they, they, they just know they have a problem. They have hurdles around efficiency. They know they can work smarter, not harder, and they just don't know what the solution is. And so my approach so far has been just really messaging more around productivity, efficiency, being more profitable, working smarter, not, or yeah, smarter, not harder, things like that. And then when we get on a discovery call, I really talk them through my process of using tools like Notion and creating these, you know, essentially these operating systems for entrepreneurs so they can run their business smoother and they fully personalize to whatever that that person needs for their business. Um, And then that when they see it in action and I show, you know, I do a screen share and I show them what what I've built before for other clients, then they're like, their eyes light up and they're like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, I didn't even know this existed as a solution. And they get really excited. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I've been at so far, but I would love to figure out VIP days have been the the one way I figured, okay, I can kind of productize this a bit, a bit and, um, you know, sell a VIP day rather than this ongoing, I've, my past, I've done more just ongoing retainer work and you can get scope creep with that. Uh, you know, you end mm-hmm. up really becoming an, an extension of the team, which is a beautiful thing, but it also leads to a lot of work and sometimes work outside of, you know, maybe what you originally agreed upon. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an important point, right? That scope creep issue. I, I think um, for me, it's interesting to look at the, the different tiers that you are interested in. Like you want to at some point do some kind of course or information product um, mm-hmm. or, or something along those lines. If you'd like to set up this thing where, where you can come in and, and help them with their systems you also have this marketing piece. And for me, I think they can kind of all live together as products. When you, when mm-hmm. we talk about productizing, like I think it is important to keep in mind, you know, just because we call it a product doesn't necessarily mean it has to just be a one-time purchase, like a, like mm-hmm. a VIP day. Although I, I think, I think actually those are a great like gateway product into what you could offer long-term. Like you come in for a day, you give them all your attention and you make a real impact one day and then you're like, well, I could make this kind of impact for you, you know, on a, on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, and then you could up, you sort of upsell from there to your, your bigger offering to mm-hmm. me, to me, like, yeah, what you're selling is not, you're not selling marketing services. You're not selling, um, content. You're not selling funnels. You're not, you're not even selling like a notion process. What you're selling is, almost the same thing that you're looking for as a business owner, right? And that is, I want to make more revenue without working more hours. Mm -hmm. 
right? Yeah. And, and and you kind of do that through the lens of marketing and things, but 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 like to me, that's that becomes a very easy sell, right? You you approach a client and in your own way you say, I'm gonna help you work less and get more make revenue more. in your business. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, and make more. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It, yeah, yeah. And it and it it's a it's a very easy sell. It's a no brainer, right? Um and so, so for me, it, I, I love that you use that as a, as a way to get your foot in the door. You could say, you know, my products or my services help you get more done, make more money without having to work more hours. And then that piques their curiosity. They're like, okay, tell me more. Tell me more about what you're offering. And from there, you can go, well, I, you know, I come in and so we start with a VIP day. I learn all about your business. We set up a couple things. And from there, it, we're, we've got it running great. From there, if if the VIP day goes well, uh, you know, we could transition to this monthly offering that I have. And you lay it out, obviously, so that scope creep becomes less of an issue. You laid out very, very clearly what that looks like. And I think that makes it easier, too, to then bring on some people to help, right? If you have a very clear product offering that you offer every month, then mm-hmm. it makes it very easy for you to bring in people to assist with what needs to what needs to get done and it makes it the revenue very very predictable and so that makes those decisions mm-hmm. much easier and less stressful on you um and then i love the idea of adding to that like or if you don't you know if that price point is too steep you don't want to necessarily uh hire us to come in and every month work on your systems and on your marketing um then we have this video option that you could give to your marketing person and they could follow our videos and try to set up your own systems on your own. And it's maybe half the price or something. Um, so I think like all those things that you're saying you want to do, I think they could actually work really well together uh, in tandem as different product offerings. Yeah, I like that. Um, I will say too, I use that tiered approach that I had heard on one of your episodes when I was mm. pitching this VIP day I have next week. And I was working on the pricing for it. And I was like, you know, we're going to send just one price. And then I'm like, no, no, no. Preston and Clay were talking about, you know, pricing tiers, give them options. And so I did that. I did like one day VIP day. And then I bundled it and gave a discount if you did two VIP days. And then I did, if this is totally out of your price range, I can just train you on how to do it. And it would be much cheaper, but I'm not actually going to do it. So thank you for the the tier nice. pricing uh, direction because that did really uh, pay off and they ended up choosing the single VIP day. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, very cool. Love to hear that the the stuff we're putting out there into the world is actually working for people. So. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I like that idea about, um, I guess I need to figure out what that structure would look like, especially for the marketing. I, I know what those services would look like from a monthly perspective, but with with these systems, it's I guess once it's set up, it's more of um, a maintenance and a, like further customization as needed, um, and building out new, you know, systems and I call them sort of like hubs um, within the tool. So I think I just need to figure out what that structure would look like for an ongoing you know, monthly product. Um, but I like that of like, oh, if that's not that's too high for you of a price point, I also have you know, this course where I teach you how to do it. I like yeah. that approach. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think it can be tempting to say like, well, if I'm going to charge them, you know, $2,000 a month, then what am I going to offer that's worth that kind of value? And I think sometimes we undervalue that maintenance piece that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That peace of mind that I don't have to worry about this piece, right? Where it's like, no, I trust Diana. I trust her team. I trust that what's happening on the marketing side or on my on my systems and productivity side, it's all being taken care of. 
that that like peace of mind that being able to go to bed at night and just not be worried about things is worth a lot. Um, I also mm-hmm. think like you could say, well, if I were to just set this all up and get it going, like the bulk of the work happens at the front, maybe I could charge, you know, $10,000 for this thing or $5,000 for this thing or whatever. I'm just making numbers up, of course, but, um, but it, it could make sense to spread that out over 12 or 24 months. We've talked about that a bit on the show, right? Where it's like, um, some, instead of charging, you know, a bulk up front, you, you just write up a contract and those processes don't belong to them until that contract is fulfilled. And so mm-hmm. I think there's different ways you could look at that for sure. Um, I don't know what's, I'm not sure exactly how, how your pricing could work. Are you having any thoughts there? Yeah. Um, hey, I'm just thinking through this as you're talking. Um, I guess one of my concerns with the, I've heard um, you guys talk about this. I don't know what the correct term is, but kind of like sort of an, not an extended payment plan, but like a monthly payment plan, something you would charge once yeah. for normally, but instead you, yeah, it sounds a lot more digestible when it's monthly for 12 months instead of one lump sum. Right, yeah. And I think about that from my perspective of like marketing and offering services and here, you know, like whether it's a, a notion workspace build or it's, you know, helping somebody launch their digital course. Um, I just think of, it's like, I don't know, I guess it's a, the, the, one the worry from my perspective is yeah, what if they, even though there's a contract, which is like ensuring payment and like that they pay. And that just becomes like another thing on my mm. list of like, if you have multiple clients in that structure, it's like, and I, there's gotta be third party tools out there that do that. But I guess that's one of the concerns that come to mind. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so um, Clay and I both do this, and I believe we both use. I wish he was here to tell me what he uses for sure, but I think we both use Stripe. Stripe is okay. so simple. Um, like you know, you start hanging out with online business people, you'll realize that like ninety percent of something of people use use Stripe to collect payments one way or another. Like even if you use a third party software, quite often they'll connect through Stripe. Um, mm-hmm. So Stripe makes it really easy. You can go in and. Um, you can just create, and they've they've added some really nice, like um, simple user features. It used to be very code heavy; you had to be a developer to use it. Um, but they made it now, so like almost anyone can go in. You can create just a simple landing page, and so maybe you make like a landing page for, you know, this systems and productivity package or whatever that we're sort of starting to frame up, and and then you set a price and you set how often it's repeat, and then it it does all of the work on the back end of like, well, if you try to charge them and the payment doesn't come through, then how many times should we try to charge the card again before we send them an email or, or, you know, like it does all of that stuff and, and sort of offloads that from your plate. Now there is, there is a little bit of like, well, after Stripe has done all it can do and it gives up, it will alert you. Like you'll set it up to alert you and you'll still have to manually Mm -hmm. reach out and say, Hey, you know, we've tried to collect payment a few times and, and your card's been declined or whatever. But for the most part, it, they just put their card in once and it just, you know, every month it'll just pull it out of there. And that obviously you'd have to set up that expectation with the client on the front end, but, but technology wise and process wise, Stripe just handles all of that. Gotcha. Okay. I'll definitely look into that. Yeah. It's definitely worth looking into. There's, like I said, there's also third party tools that integrate with Stripe. If, you know, if depending on, if you want to give people access to things or whatever, you could integrate it with like a, like some sort of, not a membership platform, but similar to that where where they have access so long as their bill is up to date and if not, they lose access kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. I've been using HoneyBook so far with Hmm. collecting payment and kind of that client flow and it's been working well, but, um, and they may even have a payment option. So I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with HoneyBook, but not very familiar with their recurring payment option. Um, I, I would imagine a lot of these providers, HoneyBook, you know, Moxie, FreshBooks, uh, Bonsai, some of these that are all quite similar. I would imagine they have like a recurring invoice option that does mm-hmm. that does a lot of the similar stuff too. And, and may even have more user-friendly for you or maybe for you and your client might have more user-friendly features than Stripe. Like I say, Stripe used to be very like developer heavy and they're just starting now in the last year or two to, to really push toward more of a like an everybody tool. Um, so yeah, but I, I'd explore it. I'd look into it and see what you can find. There are definitely tools to manage that. So you don't have to be, cause how discouraging, right? It's like, Oh, yeah. I don't want to book another client. Cause I don't want to send another, uh, your payment was declined email or like ask them for their credit card again. But yeah, these tools let it happen once. And then it just kind of runs on autopilot for the most part. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Awesome. Yeah. What else, what else is on your mind in terms of, of getting to that ideal scenario, that three on the scale? I mean, what what else do you foresee as maybe questions or hurdles that you might be facing? Yeah, I think probably the other biggest challenge I face is client acquisition, really. I mean, and I mean, I'm in the business of marketing, but it is more difficult. I feel like looking at my own business, it's so much easier for me to help others with their business. You know, if it's not your own, you have fresh eyes. But um, so maybe you've got some good ideas here. But um, I think so far I have, you know, I really started with my own network right? To find clients when I left my corporate job, ended up, you know, getting, securing one of the brands at my company, another brand that I'd um, worked for as a client now. And so that's wonderful. And then I've done cold emailing. I've, you know, done some LinkedIn messaging outreach. I've actually got a client through DMing them on Instagram, which I found, I was very (laughs) surprised that that worked. Um, so I've done quite a bit. I haven't really done any in-person, you know, networking events or anything like that. I know you guys have talked about those a bit and I have them uh, on my list, like the local chamber and um, a couple different business groups here in Orange County. So that's kind of next on the list is some in-person because I, um, I do like that. I like, you know, connecting with people in person, especially as a freelancer. It's a, it is a little bit isolating. I love working from home, but I need some connection with other people. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's next up on the list. But um, any thoughts on just like what's worked well in terms of finding clients, I think um, would be helpful. Um, Because I think that's just the other client too, is like making sure like identifying and figuring out a client pipeline too, of just how I'm acquiring clients and uh, new ones too, so that as projects churn, I've got more coming, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is, I mean, we hear this from so many people that it's like, I get great referrals, but I have no idea when the next one's coming or, mm-hmm. or, you know, I have no idea. Yeah. So, so I think, I think this is the perfect question. Um, for me with as early as you are in your business, um, this first year has been about like experimenting, learning, um, kind of, kind of getting by a little bit more than really mm-hmm. thriving. Although it sounds like you had a great first year, but, um, just in terms of like, like at least for me, the whole first year was like, can I actually do this? Is this actually going to work? You know? And, um, and then after, after about maybe eight or 12 months, you're kind of like, okay, I I could make this work. I can make this work. This is working so far now. How do I make it work better, more efficiently, more predictably? And so it feels like you're at that stage a little bit. And I I love that for me uh, at that point, it was like, okay, over the last 12 months, 
what has worked and how can I do more of that, right? So if mm-hmm. if I sent, you know, 100 cold emails and got uh, a client and I sent 10 Instagram DMs and got a client, then obviously my conversion rate on the on the Instagram yeah. DMs is higher. And so how can I, like maybe there's a third-party tool or maybe I can just dedicate an hour a day to testing my hypothesis that that I will get more clients through Instagram DMs than I will through cold email, right? So maybe I lay off the gas a little on the cold email, put a little more into the Instagram DMs, but then I always save space for something new to try. Mm-hmm. So maybe I maybe I join some Facebook groups. Maybe I start an email newsletter. Maybe I, like you said, go to live events or connect with the local uh, commerce or, or whatever, chamber of commerce or whatever. Like I, I'm always um experimenting and it and it and it feels like though the more my business goes on the less and less i experiment because things start to get dialed in and then you know tiktok comes out and i go hmm is this something worth experimenting in or is this not something yet worth experimenting in and every time i hear of something like that i'm sort of like or a new idea on a podcast or whatever i go huh maybe i could spend my you know 10% of my marketing time experimenting with this thing to see if it's the new instagram dms and and if it shows early promise, then I can sort of reevaluate. But, but, but I think you're still early enough on. Like it's just experiment, experiment, experiment. And mm-hmm. then as time goes on, you'll say like, oh no, I get ninety percent of my clients through, you know, whatever through, whatever that is going to end up working really well for you. So I think, unfortunately, I think it's it's just an experimentation phase. And yeah. then the other thing to keep in mind is like. <laughs> I swear this always happens by the time you figure it out, everything changes. Right. So then, so then like, like for me, paid ads have been working really well, um, which were never a thing earlier in my business. And I'm really surprised that they have been. Um, but you know, I decided to try them because they were working for someone else that I talked to and, and they've really been working well. And so, and I tried Facebook paid ads and they didn't work well. And then I tried Google paid ads and they worked really well. And so you just, you kind of have to just, I mean, you know this, you're a marketer. You yeah. kind of just have yeah. to experiment and track. And then um, I think just always leave your mind open to to new opportunities. But the hard part is I wish I could just say, oh, for you, mm, let's see. Mm, yeah. For you, email is going to work really well, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but I just can't. Uh, there's so many variables. You're offering your audience, you know, your reach. Um, your current network, all, all of those things just are going to play a part in that. So for me, it's just all about experimentation, tracking those experiments, and leaning in when you can because sometimes they go away quickly, right? So it's like, well, if Instagram DMs are hot right now, I'm going to just put a bunch of my time into that right now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's all about testing and learning. Um, I have another question. When you were talking, just popped into my mind, kind of on the same topic. Yeah, similar. Have you guys have you had any experience with this idea of masterminds for business owners? Because I that's something like I view as and something that I could try that would help me grow my own business, but also a networking mm. opportunity, right? <laughs> to be linked with other entrepreneurs who are building things, creating things, offering their services. And I'm just curious if you had any experience with that. I don't know a lot about them. Um, yeah, but. so just just to make sure we're on the same page, so mas- you know, masterminds. I've heard the word used in a few different ways. You're talking like a group of people that are maybe in similar places, give or take a few years in your business, and you're just like learning things and sharing what you're learning with that group. Is that kind of what a mastermind would yeah. look like? Or yeah, like kind of. There's a yeah, a host brings together pe- mm. people of um, 
yeah, in this, in similar, maybe different industries, like different backgrounds, but, uh, you know, all entrepreneurs or there's some sort of like through line between them all. And then, yeah, you learn from each other, but then you also get an opportunity to work on your own business, usually like a hot seat, um, things like that. So it's like a work on your business, but, and also a networking opportunity. Yeah. You know, I've never been a part of one. I don't think Clay has been either, but, um, but I do have, well, you know, sort of anecdotally doing this show, for example, has been a real eye opener opener for me because I get to sit here every week and I learn stuff from our guests. I learn stuff from Clay. I, I test and implement again, going back to that sort of testing cycle, right? I'll test and implement things that I hear other people are working on. Um, I have sort of this little group of friends that were all entrepreneurs running different businesses or some similar businesses. And we just have a text thread going and every once in a while we'll get together for lunch. So it's, it's a little less official, but you know, if, if the anecdotal evidence from that is any sign, then I think this mastermind idea, um, could really pay off for you. I, I do have a friend also who's part of, what's that one called? It's like BNI or something business network i can't remember is that the one it's like in yeah it's in different cities yeah same organization though yep 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 and and they do what you're saying and they only let in certain people and like if there's already a photographer in the group they won't let another one in or whatever um and it's all about like well when i've come across someone who needs a photographer i'll recommend you great when i come across Mm -hmm. someone who needs an accountant i'll recommend you right and it's and i have a friend who's been doing that to with great success um So, you know, I think there's for sure potential there. I I would try it again. That would be one of those things I would experiment with and just get some people together and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a networking play, but also a, um, like networking for clients, but also just networking to meet other freelancers doing this. I think so much of my connection so far has been very online, right? Like it's an online business. I'm working with other online business owners for the most part. They don't have brick and mortar stores. They don't need them. And so the beautiful thing is that it's, you know, global, right? You can connect with people from all over, but I am kind of like over here. So if anybody's listening, I'm over here in Orange County and I'm like, (laughs) who else is doing what I'm doing? And can we meet up for lunch? It's like you wanted to have some in-person connection. So um, I'll definitely look into that that organization you mentioned, BNI. Cool. Well, great. This has been this has been a lot of fun. Is there anything else on your mind? Anything you want to chat through? Um, I think that's it. I think we fired through a few a uh, few of the biggest hurdles. So I I really appreciate you having me on today and and your insights around uh, structuring some of my my services and pricing and networking and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the way you're looking at your products, just to come back to that, to kind of bring us full circle in the conversation, like the way you're looking at your products and your offering, I think it is well poised to to be really successful as you get really um intentional about what that looks like and get really clear i mean you know this about marketing your words are everything right and how you're explaining what your actual offering is um i just think yeah like i said the course the system the actual day-to-day marketing like all that stuff that you want to do it could fit really really nicely together so i'm excited to see where you go with it yeah thank you Absolutely. Why don't you, before we sign off for today, why don't you uh, let people know where they can connect with you? Uh, you know, if if you really want to hang out, you can give them the address of your favorite local coffee shop <laughs> over in Orange County. <laughs> but why don't you tell them where they can connect with you online and uh, they can hire you or reach out and connect? Sure. Um, so my name again is Diana Lunzer. My company is DML Marketing. 
You can find me online at dmlmarketingco.com or on Instagram at dmlmarketing. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the air today. I've been Preston Lee with Milo.co. And Diana, it's been a real pleasure. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Poglomerate. You can find links to my business, Milo, Clay's business, Dripify, and of course, our podcasting partner, the Podglomerate, all in the description of this episode. Remember to call in for your own episode at FreelanceToFounder.com. A very special thank you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible. To stream past episodes, visit FreelanceToFounder.com or search FreelanceToFounder wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for now. Until next time, see ya. We will see you guys on the next episode of Freelance to Founder.